Hello, everyone. How are you? Rob Howden here, the Road Dandy Insider. I had to make sure that I uh, unmuted myself. I do that on occasion. Uh, happy Monday. Welcome to a, another month of the year 2021. We're now into March and just another month to go before we finally get to the racetrack at Barber Motorsports Park for, for spring training uh, on Easter weekend in April. Looking forward to that, of course. We're still here in the offseason. There's still a lot of testing going on. And, and as you can see, announcements starting to come out here as well. Even more announcements still coming. I've got some that I know are coming yet. I have to keep those close to the vest, of course. Uh, today, exclusive Autosport announcing that Artem Petrov will be joining Braden Eves in Indy Pro 2000. Expecting a couple more announcements coming throughout the week as well. So all the three of the series on the road to Indy are starting to form up, right? USF 2000, Indy Pro, Indy Lights. We know 12 confirmed drivers already in the Indy Lights series. Hoping for 13 or 14 before we start the season. That would be ideal. Indy Pro 2000. I'm going to, I'm conservatively saying 16 or 17 for Barber, but it could be as high as 19, uh, maybe an outside chance of 20 uh, for when we get to Barber for the first race in, in the mid to late April. And of course, USF 2000, always kind of an interesting deal. You never know where it's going to end up. At one point, I thought we were going to have 30. I think we're going to start anywhere between 24 and 26 cars. It could be as high as 28, as there are some single car teams that are trying to fit things together and trying to find the budget that they need to go racing. Again, starting a brand new month here in March. So uh, this is an, an interview that I've, I, as soon as the announcement came, I called, I made, or connected, make sure this was going to happen because today's guest is James Rowe Jr., the Irish driver we've seen over here in the U.S. for the last couple of years. He'll make his Road to Indy debut in Indy Pro 2000, a one-off event a couple of years ago in USF 2000. But now James locking in with Turn 3 Motorsport for the 2021 season. Excited to have him with me. Let me bring him in here right now. Boom. James, thank you for joining me here on the Road to Indy Insider Live. Dude, you're going racing. Thank you for having Road me. Road to Indy. Are you ready? That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. It's exciting. It's uh, it's super to, to finally get it done. You know, as you know, the Road to Indy has always been uh, being where I, where I wanted to end up and IndyCar route was what we're working towards. I think, I don't know, it's maybe two or three years since we last spoke and and sure. you, you got that impression. And uh, here we are now, so I'm excited. Well, it's interesting. And as we do all and all these shows, especially with the younger drivers, people making their debut in the series, we'll get into your origin story. You can tell me all about your younger mm -hmm. days of racing. But yeah, you know, you I got a chance to know you a little bit. You came and run that race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, with Legacy Autosport. Had a good run, I think, fifth in the mm -hmm. second race. I'm like, this kid's the real deal. I can't wait to see what this guy can do. Uh, and then you mm -hmm. end up going in a different direction for a couple of years. But I saw you at the racetrack still because you were, you know, every so often working with the guys at Turn 3. Um, how, how much of how much of a relief is it for you right now? We'll get into it later, but how much of a, is it a relief to finally get a program put together? Yeah, it's it's huge. You know, I I, I came over here in 2018 and um, was I was running F2000 with the Arms Up guys and the FRP side, so the old US F2000s. Yeah. And uh, that year, I spent a lot of time with them at the track, and obviously, then early that year, got got to test. Um, the USF with, with Swan or JB at the time, and, and that yep. went very well. And then yep. Alex Baron obviously had issues getting into the country, and Fred Edwards and Merle Swan said, hey, you know, you, you want to go and drive? <laughs> As in America, too, maybe not even two months at that stage, and went to Indy GP and, and, and raced, and obviously being in front of that IndyCar fan base, that package alongside IndyCar, seeing how the road to Indy was ran, it was just a, a huge eye opener for me. That was, 
2018 I started racing in 2015 I was three years racing that stage no go-karts no nothing um so to come here and and be put in front of that stage and my eyes open I said okay this is where I need to be and ever since then various different reasons careers go different ways at times where, where the opportunity for you is at that given time and, and that's what happened and as I said the road to Indy always was where where I wanted to get onto and where I see the natural progression being and um over the, the off season, you know, we, we worked extremely hard. It's the commercial offering too from the road to Indy and the return on investment for sponsors that you can offer being alongside IndyCar that, that really got it over the line. And that's being honest with you, you know, it wasn't me deciding if I wanted to go to the road to Indy or not, or if there's a team there that will take me or anything like that. It was literally just putting that commercial package together that would take us there and give us a solid program. So that's where we're here now. Isn't that interesting? Because that really is the reality of it. We can talk all about the, you know, the emotional side of the fact that you, you're, you're a talented driver and, and people say, well, he, he got a ride somewhere. Well, to be honest, it's mm -hmm. about putting the, the sponsorship package, the media, the, the business side of it together to be able to be in the right spot. And you're right. When you're at a racetrack, whether it's B2B, hospitality, experiential programs you put together to be at an IndyCar weekend is obviously something big. And we'll get to that in a second. Let's go back. Yeah. As you mentioned right there, Karting was not something you did. So let's let me get first first and foremost. How did how did you get into the motorsports world? Was it a family thing? What was it that got you your family your own personal love for racing? And then where did you make your debut? Yeah. So um, an interesting story. Obviously, the the career path, as I said, is very very different than your average drivers. No karting whatsoever. My uncle Michael Rowe was a professional driver back in the day. He won the Canam Championship over here in '84 and then. Japanese sports cars and Daytona and Le Mans when Nissan was on pole at 24 a few times in Nissan and stuff like that. So he had a professional career and grown, growing up from a very young age, being around cars, a family business back in Ireland is a motor repair shop. So okay, all right. since I since, since I could walk, I was around um, street cars and helping out in the, in the garage weekends and summer days and after school, all the usual stuff. So yeah, my uncle's career, I had the interest there being around cars, loved them and always wanted to get into motorsport. But as you just touched on, going motor racing cost dollars. And uh, we didn't have the opportunity when I was growing up. So I played the usual sports that that 90% of kids do and football and rugby and soccer, okay. all, the, all the usual stuff. And basically it came to a point where I was driving cars at home and around our, our family shop, you know, all banged up cars that would come into the shop and weren't worth repairing since I was <laughs> six, seven, eight years old. And we got to a point where I just said to my dad and uncle one day, look, I really want to go racing. I said, what can we do? We need to make this work somehow. And they turned around and said, well, look, here's the deal. We have the family garage or repair shop. So we have the, the, the resources to run the car. Yeah, the shop. And you're... Yeah, your uncle um, had a career, so he works driver. He knows the ins and outs. We can engineer a car, can coach you, whatever. So we've that side sorted. Now, here's the deal. You go and um, get the money together and buy your first car, and we'll go racing. I said, all right. So this, See, is, the this deal. is it. This is when I was, yeah. Well, I, I didn't have an option. It's kind of sink or swim moment when you get told that. Yes. So I um I worked hard for a year and a half, two years, and got the money together to buy a Janetta Junior in Ireland. At that stage, I was 13 or 14 years of age. And in Ireland, there's a class called Janetta Juniors, which is for 14 to 17-year-olds. Yeah. And the the main, the only track in Ireland is two miles from my house, Mandelo Park. 
So it just made perfect sense from a logistical standpoint and everything. So um, that's what we saved up, bought that car myself, and then we ran it. And again, at that point, I'd never done a qualifying session in my life. So we went out to Mondello for the first weekend and uh, we were on the podium first weekend and said, okay, we should start taking this a little more serious. And first year, just used one set of tires and left the car and pretty much on the trailer between races and had some podiums and stuff, but it was just me. 90% of the work was, was in bringing me up to speed. As I said, I'd never done anything prior to that. And um, then started taking things a little more seriously on it for a second year and had wins and lap records in it. And then Formula Ford and rest is history. Well, I, I don't know that I've ever interviewed anybody or had somebody on the road to Indy who has had to save up as a 13, 14 year old to buy their first race car. And I know that racing, we're lucky, right? To be able to move forward, a lot of times, 99.9% .9 of the time, there's family money or there's sponsors, or there's friends that come to support it. And I think that's an interesting yeah. part of the story that probably has shaped you and driven you in the right way. And maybe the reason why you're able to get to Indy Pro 2000, because from the very beginning, you realized you had to put the work in to be able to get the race car. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, you know, that, that, that's, that's exactly it in a nutshell. And don't, don't get me wrong, there was... Once I started and got up and running and a few results and there was local press and you had local companies coming on board and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're right. There was, there was no, um, it was family resources as opposed to family money. And yeah. um, that's the way it's been since day one. And it's uh, the way it is today. <laughs> I love it. I think that's a fantastic story. Uh, all right. So let's go into, you do a couple of years in the Janetta uh, Junior Cup, Rookie of the Year. I think the first year you win your second place in the championship the second year. Yeah. When, when does the mind flip for you and say, hey, I need to get in an open wheel car? When did you decide you wanted to go F1600 racing? So F1600 racing was always where where we were going anyhow. Um, okay. My uncle, back in Ireland, back in the day, everyone done Formula Ford 1600. And I've done a little bit of it. My, my uncle yeah. was works Van Diemen driver and had huge, huge belief in that series, as, as I touched on with you before. It's an yeah. open book. You know, you've... Numerous chassis to choose from, numerous engine builders, um, gear ratios, dampers, springs, everything's open. You know, you can do what you want with the car. So from a, a learning standpoint, it's where we wanted to go. It's where, yeah, as I said, 90% of the guys in Ireland go to and um, identified it. And, and that's where we went in 2016. So, let, me, let, me, um, let me set let me set the stage for this because I want to, you got to be able to, because this is amazing. We talked about before we came on the broadcast here. So you go, you go F1600 racing, and instead of going out and picking up an older car, whatever it may be, you know, one, two, three-year-old car, you end up connecting with Ralph Furman. And for those of people yeah. who don't know who Ralph Furman is, if, if you're an F1600 guy or a Formula Ford guy, Ralph Furman was Van Diemen. He was the guy that had Van Diemen. You look at the works drivers. You talked about your uncle. You, you go back to other amazing works drivers that have come up through, through the years being, uh, you know, that factory guy at Van Diemen. Ralph was out of, out of building formula Fords for quite a while you now fill me in it was the fact that your uncle he reconnected ralph decided he wanted to build another car so all of a sudden you find yourself as a factory driver with ralph Furman. yeah it's, it's <laughs> funny how it panned out so the formula ford festival in 2015 we went to it just to watch it my uncle and i and we were there ralph was there uh watching it too and on the saturday night at the festival we went we went for dinner uh Ralph, I, my uncle, and, and Ralph's wife, Angie. 
and we're sitting down and Ralph's a very quiet man, you know, doesn't say a whole lot. It's just, the ear to mouth ratio is very much uh, figured out. So he's, he's sitting there and just taking it all in and asking a little questions here and there. And he said to Michael, so what next year? And uh, Michael said, yeah, look, we'll probably do Formula Ford in Ireland and give him a year to learn in it and let him figure some stuff out. And like, it was no big hype or anything. It was very casual. That's the way my uncle is too. He wouldn't really say a whole lot. Yeah. And Ralph, Ralph turned around and said, well, look, he said, I'm trying to switch Michael, I'm getting bored here. You know, I'm not really doing a whole lot nowadays. We still have the shop. Everything's there. What if we build uh, James uh, a Formula Ford? And uh, my uncle kind of sat back and looked at him, like trying to figure out how many drinks has he had at this point or what's <laughs> going on. And um, long story short, Ralph said, No, look, I'm serious. I'll design a, a new car. We can't call it Van Diemen. Obviously, Van Diemen was sold, sold many years ago. Um, it's called a Furman, and um, the Furman 1600 was 1998 when he last built a Formula Ford, which was the year that I was born. And he said, um, look, I'm only going to do it if you do it with me. It's going to take a lot of man hours. And um, it was like the, the band was back together from their point of view. You know, they won the yeah. festival in 78. He was the first guy to win a championship for Ralph here in the USA when Van Diemen came over here. And that was really it. So, yeah, from 16... 15 to 16 between the Christmas uh, period then Ralph came over to Ireland and we spent a few weeks in Ireland going around looking at other cars. He'd forgotten what his Van Diemen even looks like. Dude, that's the brutally honest truth. So we, wow. we spent some time looking at some cars and he was figuring stuff out and then they started making the car in the first week of the new year in, in 2016. And my uncle, yeah, spent three, four months with Ralph and the two guys produced this from in 1600. So, um, yeah, it was Amazing. 20, yeah, it was 20, uh, yeah, 2016, 2015. April, 2016, that the car, uh, the car rolled off the factory line and there was two cars made. And, um, obviously it was a huge development year as, as you'd imagine with any new car, you know, not less than six months prior, we were sitting at the festival talking about producing a car and all of a sudden we're going to race in this car. So as I said to you. That year wasn't a, a particularly great year from a results standpoint. I think I had two or three podiums in, in some races, but my vehicle dynamics knowledge and my my appreciation for vehicle dynamics grew immensely. You know, you're sitting here with these guys like Ralph worked with Fittipaldi, Senna, Weber, but yeah. you name it, you know, all these guys. And he's giving you stories that, you know, their weak points and, and their strong areas. And then you're at the track and you're, you're, it's an open book, as I keep saying. So you're making really big adjustments. And as a driver, you're getting to feel this all out. So it was invaluable. You know, when I look back on it in, at the moment, you're a young guy, you're just out of a series where you're winning on a lap record. So you, you think you should be winning on lap records in it and you're getting a little bit frustrated. But when I look back mm -hmm. at it, what an opportunity, you know, to, to be able to say that I'd done that and um, and got through it and, and, and had that time and that, that, Really, it was like going back, going to school. It was like going to college. You know, it was like 100%. college of life being these boys. And um, it was, think, uh, it James, was great. Yeah, James, do you think the most most guys will or kids will come out of karting or whatever and go into that you know F sixteen hundred for the first time, and, and they're just all about learning mm -hmm. how to drive the car? Like you mm -hmm. said, the amount of education you got sitting down and being with the master Ralph yeah. Furman for so yeah. long at the shop. You talked about before we came on about just being at the shop and talking about why things were put, being built together, why he was designing things a certain yeah. way. Man, that 
what an opportunity for you and what a change in your life for sure yeah for sure absolutely and then uh as as ralph being ralph and, and my uncle being my uncle they're racers the following year because we didn't have much success that year yeah they said you know you know what let's go back to what we know here so this is, this is where it gets funny for the following year the second year in formula ford we went back to the car that he designed in 98 um i went and raced it yeah okay. yeah went racing it and um had wins and lap records and stuff and it's so yeah it's a, a an amazing wow. amazing two years and we done done a lot together and it was just it was an awesome time so you've ended up finishing second in the championship in 2017 right i think in that in that yeah, car yeah, yeah. Okay. that's right yeah and yeah. um second in the championship two lap records at knock hill and donnington park and then wow. the number of wins and podiums and stuff so yeah uh that was um, a really, really good year. I learned a lot in it too because, you know, there's a difference between racing mid-pack and racing at the front. And um, yeah. in Formula Ford, it's it's a lot of draft and it's it's hard racing, as you know. You hear about the guys who go to the festival every year and learned uh, a huge amount in it. So, yeah, it's funny. In that year, we were racing against Peter's dad, Cliff. So the of team course. I was in, he was he was our rival, and now here we are with Peter uh, racing <laughs> over here. So it's funny. I know. You know we wheeled us to circle. It's so uh, interconnected, right? When it all ends up being done. Yeah. All right. So, always a question for me, for any uh, European driver, is what's the mindset change when you decide you have to come to the U.S.? Was it the fact that you, have, you know, were you, did you think about IndyCar at that point? Was it, the, was it just the road to Indies, the, how it was kind of developing at that point? Because in 2018, you don't come to the road to Indy, but you come over and run the F2000 Championship Series again. Great race cars, the X, the old F2000 cars. Um, yeah. What was the mindset to come over here to the U.S.? If I'm being going to be brutally honest with you, it was the opportunity that I saw here in the USA versus Europe. Um, obviously, as we know, for racing drivers and especially the position where I was in, where I was having to raise everything and put all the programs together, that if you go off and win in Europe, no matter what the series is, whether it's F4, F3, even Formula 2, the hard truth is that you essentially get a clap in the back and someone says, well done, and you're back to square one. <laughs> So you look at the road Indy and you can put it any way you want. You look at the road Indy and you get a champion. You know, we've seen so many guys who've won championships and the road Indy or Maz at the time or Cooper Tyre, whoever may be, Dan Anderson was, they're saving grace to progress onto the next step. So not only did they win, but they got opportunity. And that to me was a, was a big hook. Obviously, um, there were some drivers that came over here in the past and, 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 and done well, uh, Obviously, my uncle's uh, time over here, he loved it and had a lot of success over here. And it was just, there was never a moment where I sat down and had to really think about, okay, flip a coin here, where am I going? America was where I wanted to go from a very early age. I think in 16, I started figuring out how am I going to get the money to do USF? And um, it was just where I wanted to wanted to go to. So came up, did, didn't get the USF money in 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 18 and the arms up guys um were getting into f4p f2000 as you said with the old uh usf cars yep and it was our first year in that championship so greg said look we're prepared to give you a dig out here but we got to go and get results and uh, that's what we've done it we've done a a small deal on a, on a results-based um agreement and yep. went out and we we got some results and uh, podiums and wins and um got baselined against Tealitz, which was funny, before we'd done the deal in, in Memphis and in, in Tennessee. Uh, and uh, that went well. And yeah, then I've, I've been here ever since. I love it. 
They have. So you do F60. I mean, F2000 did a great job there. Three wins, as you said, I think second in the championship that year in F2000 mm-hmm. uh, with arms up. Uh, then you move over to what was what was then the USF3 program that, of course, morphed into the uh, the Formula Regional America series. You've done two years yeah. of that, a couple of victories and fifth in the points back in, I think, uh, 18. Last year, yeah. of course, uh, you know, again, run with, I think you were with Global Racing Group, uh, a number That's of right, top yeah. fives, number like, 15 mm-hmm. top tens. You were consistent That's throughout the year. Idea. What are your thoughts on, on, on your development? Let's, let's wrap up your pre road to indie stuff with the development over those years and that F3 equipment. Yeah. Um, you know, over the years, obviously 2018, I, I felt I developed a lot came from, uh, from the Ford 600 with narrow tires and Oero to the F2000 with, with the um, a stick tire and those USFs have quite a bit of downforce or the old USF the Van Diemen. the old car yeah more than so, now yeah 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 learned learned a lot in it and you know confidence was high everything was great being as I said baseline against Tealitz was very well respected and numerous times and it always went well um and went to F3 or F or Americas as it is now in 2019 and it wasn't a plan moved <laughs> very quickly again <laughs> uncle comes into this story too. max crawford who's liege north america yep. um was the first guy that max worked for was my uncle's canam team in 84 he was the composites guy so he moved over from new zealand and worked for him my uncle hired him and gave him his first job in america and they stayed in contact since so when max heard it was mid-ohio race began in 2018 for frp I think I had two podiums that weekend and Max came over at the end of the weekend and said, hey, look, F3 is starting um, next year. Let's just stay in contact. Said nothing more. Knew that there wasn't a big checkbook behind this. Yep. Anyway, long story short, again, middle of February into March of 2019, he called up and said, hey, I think I can make something work for Formula 3. You want to do it? And at that time, I was on the fence with Road Indy. was, you know, wasn't, wasn't, um, wasn't definite i had some offers and uh i could make it work so went with it and just went into it from a the deal was you do every event and 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 the day prior to it so straight into the deep end in the sense of the car was double the weight of what i'd driven before double the tire size and and more downforce so the first year i learned a lot but then if i'm honest the curves went pretty stagnant for a number of reasons and some are some are obvious and some aren't, and it was frustrating. Okay. It was, I'll be honest with you. Um, but but again, learned a lot in, in the sense of the way in which you race those cars is very different than anything that I experienced before with the aero wash and all that kind of stuff. So got around it, and um, just I, I'll be straight. This past year, I wasn't even happy with the with the results. It was a very very competitive year. Obviously, you'd yep. a lot of the front runners wrote Indy coming to it, whether it's Malukas, Franzoni. Linquist was over, Santi Rucci, these guys. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mixed, mixed with them at times, everyone except Linus. Linus is on a bit of a roll. <laughs> kidding, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no kidding there. So mixed with the, the, the others at times. And at the end of the year, didn't really know where I stood. And then this brings us into the Indie Pro side of things. So throughout the year, I was working with uh, Jonathan George. He was about working for Global. And, and I was with him. And he always said, look, he said, he said, trust me your driving style that i see here isn't for this car he said that's the bottom line he said it's a very unique way of driving this car it's super heavy and understeers a lot okay he said indie pro style 
when I look at your data, it looks like an indie pro driver. And yeah, you know, he said it, and I I never really took much about it. You know, okay. I mean, I was in the middle of the season. What you do, you kind of yeah. you just bank it and, and know that it's there. So once the season was over, I said, okay, what's next? Road Indy. I, I, I because it's all done off partnership and sponsorship. Where can I offer the most? Looked at Road Indy. There's a lot of offering, and then the big thing was, okay, my style is probably going to suit Indy Pro. Just going off what what I heard, and went and done a test at Sebring with Turn Three just prior to Christmas came together quite late and the test went pretty well uh, I, was, I was happy with it yeah there we go the, the team were happy with it and um, I mean man I, I loved the car there was I was I was just smiling from from ear to ear for for, for two days straight and, and, and how, you, how you drive that car how late you can break how much speed you can carry how how aggressive it is and just it's it's amazing. So to get back into it, it was it was a sigh of relief. You know, I was back to what I thought I, I could do. And uh, as I said, the team the team were, were awesome. They're racers, and that that to me is, is what I come from. I come from a race family, being around racers and Peter and Richard Lyons, who's there, and Ernie Ganella. Uh, all these guys are just racers. You know, it, there's there's no politics in the team. There's no yeah. there's no like kind of putting spins and stuff it's it's a results-based business and a racers and that's the principle from the minute you arrive to to yeah, the yeah. get out of the car and that yeah. to me was back to what i know well i'll tell you this right now it's I, I, we talked about this before we started this makes me laugh i, I had all these pictures prepped that I'm, i was going to be posted up as you were talking about your career but i was so enthralled while you were talking about it. <laughs> i forgot to post them <laughs> so i'll post them as we go through as we talk a little bit here because here's what i want yeah. the cool factor about this is you you mentioned uh the fact that you went head to head with cliff dempsey and their team when you were running in F1600. This is really kind of cool because we put together this kind of all Irish team, right? You're from Ireland, of course. The mm-hmm. Dempsey's are from Ireland. So now it's a, it's an Irish team owner in Peter. He'll be your engineer. We got an Irish driver. James, what does, what does that mean to you? I'll, I'll scan through the pictures while you talk about this. But, man, this is a kind of a really, really cool way for you to come in. Yeah. No, it's very, very, very unique. Uh, you know, it. For it to happen to be such an Irish program is is strange because it'd be a one thing if it was an Irish driver and Irish partners with an American team or whatever, but to be complete Irish unit is very very um, very unique and it's something that is great for Irish motorsport back home. You know, obviously in the times we live in right now with with COVID, the truth be told, motorsport over in Ireland isn't great at the moment. There's a lot of events being cancelled and people are just trying to to stay going so to bring a positive news story to ireland and irish motorsport of this irish team that's together in america we're so fortunate to be racing on the road to india you know how many championships around the world are being postponed and, 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 and put off so for us it's 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 a it's a good news story that we can bring to ireland and it's i mean the support that we're getting right now from people back in ireland is is amazing i mean all week just been texts and emails and and tweets from people just saying how awesome this is to see, you know, they, they love seeing it. And then, um, yeah, it's something to, I'll be honest, there's a little bit, it gives you a little bit more motivation when yeah. it's essentially like representing your nation, you know, it's, it's the whole, the whole Irish team. And um, yeah, first Irish driver return three, which is cool for, for Peter. And uh, I think he's excited by it and yeah, it's going to be great. 
Well, we, we talk a lot about the uh, the different stuff you've been able to do. I, I, I scanned through the pictures, uh, running Formula Ford, the F2, uh, F2000 car. Uh, <clears throat> talked about you running the race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course in USF 2000 back in 19. I'm going to bring a picture up here and tell me the opportunities that you have had working with. Uh, I believe it's um, it's like a, a, it's a historic shop. Is that what it is? Uh, if I bring this picture here up? Yeah, so that's CJJ Motorsport. And um, CJJ Motorsport was a, a young driver development program set up by um, a dear friend called John Campion, who, who unfortunately passed away last uh, October. And um, basically, John was a, an avid car collector, big about his Irish roots, very, very successful Irish businessman. Yep. And he set up a foundation in Ireland in 2016 called Team Ireland, very similar to the Team USA program over here. Mm -hmm. And it, the goal was to fast track to the career of two or three young Irish racing drivers. I was fortunate to be on it since its inaugural year. And through it, John morphed into um, having his own junior program. And that's something that I was fortunate to be on. So I was racing the CJJ livery for the past two years. Okay. And then John said, you know, Irish motorsport is awesome. He, he retired from business and uh, started collecting Irish race cars. So any car that anything to do with a successful Irish driver, whether it be Derek Daly's Guinness Formula One car that you see there to yep. Eddie Jordan's Formula Ford 1600 to um, Billy Coleman. He's a famous Irish rally driver's escort. Um, all these, all just, just stuff that to other people around the globe, truth be told, may, may not have anything, but to Irish people, it was really cool. Yeah. I had this collection in Jacksonville, Florida, and that what you see there is the Guinness Formula One car driven by Derek Daly. And uh, in 2019, we flew the car to Ireland and done a uh, a demo at the Mondello his Mondello Park Historic uh, Festival, which is the track that I mentioned. Awesome. It's only two miles from my house. Yeah, and it was it was cool. John was there. He just recently beaten leukemia, got out of it, drove the car himself. Doctors thought he was absolutely insane. And um, <laughs> Derek was there, and and I was there, and it was the whole CJJ crew. So that was a, a very cool um, experience and something that'll. I'll remember forever. His his you, wife Suzanne was there, and you drove a bunch of different cars, right? Yeah, we done a lot of stuff. We I drove the Lancia LC one, which was awesome. Uh, yeah. Spirit of Miami March eighty three G with with Emerson Fittipaldi at a homestead in Miami back in twenty eighteen. We drove it together, and that too was awesome. Getting to share share a car with him and a track with him for a day, and, and just get an appreciation for him. And also appreciation for the drivers back in the day. You know, you drive that car around Homestead for a 20-minute session. It's like 600-something horsepower, manual, heavy, you know, old style. Everything's heavy. So your appreciation yeah, right. for what the guy's done quote, just went through the roof because he raced that car for two hours around the streets of Miami and won. And to, to drive it on the limit for so long and how physical it was, back in the day when there was no pit fits or whatever right. there is now um, was, was, was awesome. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. So let's, let's fast forward. You've talked about the fact that we brought you to the fact that you'll be running Indy pro 2000 this year uh, with turn three motorsports. Let's talk a little bit about how that came together. You were able to get a chance to race with them, what it means to you. Uh, what are your expectations coming for this new year as well? Let's, let's just talk first about how did it all come together? So, as I said, uh, Indie Pro was 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 where my eyes were, were looking, and um, in November, early December, I reached out to 
a few teams. I think it was two or three teams, and it was a very early stages of talking with all. And Peter was the one that that could make it to make the test happen. That that mm-hmm. that matched what what I could do, and um, he was very honest from from the get go. You know, and as I said, I got that racer feeling that I was so used to uh, back in Europe. Yeah. Anyway, we went and went into the test. No big expectations. It wasn't like, oh, this is a done deal. You know, this is the start of our program. Just let's go do the test. Very much turn three, evaluate me after mm-hmm. the year that that went by, and I evaluated myself essentially again and making sure that we're not flogging a dead horse here. <laughs> and uh, went and done it, and yeah, we um, we we were all very happy with it. And uh, my love for for, for motorsports sparked right back up. I was. I was loving it, you know, I couldn't get enough of it. And um the team were awesome. They were racers, they 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 were just yeah, I I, can't, I don't know how, there's not really words to, to describe it. It's just a, a feeling that you get once you're around those guys between Peter, Richard and Ernie and they're they're results driven and um very very straight up, you know, no putting sugar coats and anything, and that's the way that I am as as a person yeah. too. So Clicked right away, progressed a lot, went the test. Obviously, the Indy Pro was very different than the F3. And we were happy where we ended up. So then between Christmas and, and New Year, I planned to have some time off back in Ireland. I, I wasn't in Ireland all last year, but didn't have that. We uh, started talking in, 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 a, in a positive manner, saying, look, we want to make something work here. What can you do? Here's what I can do. And we, we came to an agreement, thankfully, all the partners on board agreed to it. And, you know, the bottom line is regardless of what I want to do or what Turn 3 wanted to do, the partners were the people and, and the organizations or the corporates at the end of the day who were going to make it work. So I have to thank them for, for making it work. And, um, yeah, we, we got it done and we're, we're happy with it. So it's 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 all good. You know, they're, it's just it's it's really exciting, if I'm honest with you, because yeah, I can imagine. they just they just – the team is a team thing that I'm so excited about. I mean, I haven't, it's been so long since I've seen someone who works so hard. You can call, you can call anyone that team seven days a week, anytime. And they'll either answer or get back to you very, very soon. You know, I'm getting messages and emails on Saturday nights and Sundays about tests coming up and we're talking about stuff with the car and what, what window we want to work it in. And, and yeah. just, you know, it's, 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 it's a good language to be seen, you know, it's, it's seven days a week. And that's, that to me is very exciting as a driver when you have your crew working so hard it brings confidence to a driver yeah it sounds like you guys have uh, like that synchronicity right you have that same mindset in the sport and which i think is fantastic like you mentioned your partners and i know that you've worked you know very hard at putting this together we talked about from the get-go you actually spend the time saving the money to be able to buy that first janetta give me a little uh, give me a little overview of the partners that you've been able to put together all the b2b everybody that's come to to, to work with you and are going to be they're the guys that you're going to be promoting this year and working with on the road to Indy. Yeah. So there, there's, there's some that, that are, are going to be announced in the next three to four okay. weeks, which I won't get into right now. So okay. it mightn't sound like there's a whole lot, but the, <laughs> the, the, the big, big announcement was last week with, with top compositioning group. Uh, that's a, a longstanding relationship since 2019. And it's something that we've enjoyed a, a lot of success with top gun our precise measurement equipment technology company and 
they they've happened to see the correlation between motorsport and the precision involved in motorsport as to the precision involved in their own world. And mm -hmm. they have a product called Smooth Ride, which is used for the resurfacing of racetrack, runways, and highways. And oh, okay. used on Silver Silverstone in the UK Formula One track and Singapore Grand Prix track and stuff. So I've been the brand ambassador for Smooth Ride essentially, as opposed to a salesman talking about Smooth Ride. I can speak about it from a driver's standpoint and what. Oh, yeah, yeah what the the benefits of a smooth racetrack are not only to us as drivers from a safety standpoint but to the teams from performance standpoint and the wear and tear on on cars and the overall package whether it's promoters the, the track officials not having to worry about rain delays and, and tracks getting flooded the whole the whole way across the board so we started off on on a on a on a, on a good level nothing nothing too crazy but things have really ramped up as we began to see the true value here and it's something that i'm, I'm very proud of because it it takes a lot of work, you know, they're, they're a huge corporation, quite large, 26 countries around the world. And for a company like that, they put in so much belief into my program and the value that they see here and within the Road Indy and the construction contractors club that's on the Road Indy, all this really good yeah. stuff. It's a credit to, to the Road Indy, if I'm honest with you, that they that I can go and, and present something like that. So that's great. And uh, a few other things that, as I said, will be announced soon that I'm excited about one or two big things and um then there's there's a um some individuals behind the scenes who who prefer to remain remain anonymous and, and they know who they are and um yeah i'm just very very lucky as i said to be able to do what i do without an ounce of family uh funding is is very very rare and very very lucky to be able to do so you'll be flying that uh, irish flag throughout the year Oh, absolutely. There's Shamrock in the front of my, in my helmet. You'll see me. I saw, <laughs> I saw that. Now I can actually grab that right here again. I was looking at that. There's that Shamrock right yeah, there. Yeah. I love it. I don't miss it, Rob. All right. Last question. We'll wrap things up here. Uh, what's a good season for James Rowe? Uh, you're obviously going into Indy Pro 2000 for the first time. It's a yeah. car you really haven't raced before. Uh, it's more suiting your style, as JJ says. Uh, what What's mm -hmm. a good year for you this year? You know, it's... I, I don't know yet because we haven't gone out and, and really done the official series test around guys. So I'd be guessing, obviously, I'm going to be optimistic here. And basically, I believe in the team and the team's package. You know, they've been front runners or fighting for, for, for podiums all season. And um, I believe in my ability. Otherwise, I wouldn't be putting the work and, and effort in that, that I am. So our, the, the goal is to be fighting up front now what, what position that is we don't know as of yet we will know when we hit the track with any, everyone but it's to be fighting um, and in that leading bunch you know that's that's the that's the bottom line and, and fighting for, for for top results so that's what we'll go and go and achieve and let's just see see where we pan out it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting there's a lot of a lot of stuff that i'm excited about and then there's other bits that i know i'm going to have to learn a lot about the team I have one or two areas that they too uh, know they need to work on so we're um we're just going to put our heads down work hard and um, the, the the belief is if we work harder than everyone else we should be in a, a good position so wherever that is we'll soon find out well james i'll tell you i look forward to seeing you down at barber for spring training of course we start there a couple weeks later then we go to st petersburg it's gonna be a fun season great to have you on board cheers thanks rob yeah i'm looking forward to it see you then James, thanks again, man. You stay there in the back of the studio. I'll talk to you in a second, folks. Uh, I'll tell you, 
I had all those pictures lined up, but I, I, I got enthralled. I was just like, listening to the story come through. And from the very get-go, James saying that, uh, you know, he had to go find the money for that first car. The family money isn't there. He's had to put together partners, able to kind of leverage his experience with his uncle and his dad and that connection with Ralph Furman, all that stuff in F1600. And you just watched that kind of development, the picking and choosing his way uh, kind of through the forest to find his way to the road to Indy with that ultimate goal of being able to make it to IndyCar. I like the fact that he's slotting into Indy Pro 2000 after a couple of years in the F3 machinery. You could hear from his coach saying that maybe this car is going to be a bit better for him, more suited for his driving style. That bodes well, right? That starts another storyline for the 2021 season. I can't wait to get things going. And I think uh, not quite maybe as much as James, but I can't wait to get to Barber uh, Motorsports Park for both spring training and the opening round of the season as well. Turn three motorsport with Peter Dempsey and Andy Dempsey have been around for quite a while. As we know, uh, they've pushed hard in the Indy Pro 2000. They're going to be adding, as we know, two cars uh, in the USF 2000 series as well. James will be that guy up there in Indy Pro. They're trying to get that second car. I know they have a second car now, so they're trying to get a second driver to go alongside James. This is going to be a really interesting program to watch all in all. And as we talk and so many shows that I've done here on, on Road to Indy Insider and on Book It, we talk about the, the Team USA scholarship guys or me having the, inter the interview with Max Esterson uh, last week <clears throat> talking about the fact that they work with Cliff Dempsey. Well, there's that kind of Dempsey mindset, right? These guys live and breathe racing. Peter's exactly like his dad that way. Uh, that bodes well, again, for what they can do. And this all-Irish team in Indy Pro 2000 for 2021. Uh, make sure you, to tell, you watch it. Make sure you stay tuned to everything that we do here on the Road to Indy Insider. Road to Indy TV will have all the broadcasts. For those of you watching back in Ireland, all the Indy Pro 2000 races will be available on Road to Indy TV. So you won't miss any of James's races whatsoever. And we'll try to get him back on a show here again mid-season. Thank you so much for joining, folks. My name is Rob Howden. Okay.